0: Badger fans, you've asked for it. We're delivering. We're going to talk about the most dominant program at Wisconsin right now. We're doing that today on Locked On Badgers. Are we building the dynasty? Let's go. You are Locked On Badgers, your daily podcast on the Wisconsin Badgers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, Badger fans? Welcome to Lockdown Badgers, your team every single day. Really do appreciate everybody tuning in, and we're just going to get into it like we always do with a good guest. We got Anthony Winker coming on, Anthony Winker6 on Twitter, covering women's volleyball, also sports director at WSUM. Listen, Anthony, we talked a little before the show. I wanted to start off with this. There's a point where programs kind of go from being really, really good consistently, and I mentioned Clemson football until they won some titles to they're a dynasty now. Is Wisconsin women's volleyball becoming a dynasty now before our eyes
1: i honestly think so and especially when you talk about in the in the big 10 sense of things because this team they have won four straight big 10 regular season titles and that is remarkable that's the longest run i think it's the second longest run in history penn state had some ridiculous run back in the early 2000s where they were where they rattled off like seven or eight in a row but I mean, since then, this Wisconsin team is about as dominant as it gets in the Big Ten. Um, Four straight. They're working on a fifth right now, already undefeated uh, so far in conference play. And I think nationally speaking, maybe one more championship would get it there. But I think that winning that championship in 2021 really elevated this team from, like you kind of were saying, that consistently great level to just an absolute elite upper echelon program in in the sport of volleyball right now.
0: Let me ask you this because – and again, we talked before the show, and people who listen to the show know, I, I don't know a lot about volleyball. I love the sport, and I think what the women are doing on this, in, in volleyball is incredible. Um, but I'm curious if you have more context on this. So uh, Kelly Sheffield's been here. It's almost like a tale of two halves for him. His first period at Wisconsin was, was really good. He's won 82% of his matches. But really, it's those last four years, right, where it was the, the, the runner-ups, the national championship, the four straight Big Ten titles. Is there any type of feel what shifted that caused this, this last kind of four consecutive Big Ten championship run?
1: Well, i tell you what. I think a lot of it kind of has to do with the fact that for those four years, they had two players whose numbers will probably go up in the rafters at some point down the line here. And that's Sydney Hilly and, and Dana Recky. It's just an absolute ridiculous combo that the Badgers had for five years, I guess, actually, because they both did end up taking advantage of that extra year. And that's the year that they won the, the national title, of course. I mean, Sheffield, I mean, he made the, the final four in his first year as a head coach. So he always had kind of that talent. And I think he finally was able to get enough pieces and enough talented players at the same time, which I think has kind of been the thing. Like, they've always been really talented, but getting that upper echelon, like, ridiculous best players at their position kind of all came together during that four-year run and so far they've really they've extended it into into this year and this is where Sheffield kind of has shown just how just shown his metal as a head coach I think with maybe not some of the greatest players like the most dominant at their like at the time that they're playing but this is a really good cohesive unit that Kelly Sheffield has built and it's because he's a great head coach.
0: Well and let me there you're walking right into a spot I wanted to ask you about you brought up the 21 national championship team how good is this team compared to that team
1: I think the 2021 team is probably a little bit better uh, when you think about just some of the some of the pieces that you had on on that team and it was also really really deep Um, that team had Jay Demps coming off the bench Um, Grace Loberg wasn't a six rotation outside at that time and you, the team this year, they, they have a lot of good pieces, um, but nobody is as good as Dana Redkey is. I don't think either of Wisconsin's two setters, um, Izzy Ashburn or MJ Hamill, are as good as uh, Sidney Hilly was for uh, the Badgers that year. But again, there's no reason why this team can't do exactly what that team did and win a national championship. It's just that 2021 team was special, and they, they were just that last dance kind of mantra where they, they all came together. They had one goal, one purpose to win that national championship that year, and they got it done. So that, that team is probably one of the – you're talking about a team in that 2021 team that's one of the greatest ever in volleyball, I think. Um, and this team maybe doesn't reach that level, but they could at least accomplish the same exact thing as that team did.
0: I, I really want your perspective on this too because you, you talked about that 21 team and seeing that and, and how it, it was really an incredible thing to see. You're still on campus now. Uh, what is the the fan perspective, the student perspective, the energy around the program uh,
1: for the women's volleyball team? It's crazy. I mean, that that student section is probably one of the most electric, I think, in the entire and in, in the entire nation. I'd say maybe you could put Nebraska up there, but I mean, we don't like to give Nebraska credit for much stuff here, so I just we'll, we won't say that, but. Yeah, I think that the, the energy is, is awesome. Wisconsin always fills up that, that student section for, for volleyball. That field house is almost always full. Uh, and it's awesome. They're always, we're always up there. We're always either two or three, I think, in average attendance um, in the entire nation. And that's just kind of a testament to kind of how this sport has kind of just grabbed hold of this community and just completely, you know, been a, like a rallying point for everybody.
0: I, I love the, the support around it. But one of the things I was reading just getting ready for the show is Wisconsin is not only, as you said, uh, one of the most supported volleyball programs in the country from an attendance standpoint. They set four attendance records on the road this year. You know, They go to yeah. Northwestern, and Northwestern has more tickets sold than they've ever sold for a volleyball game. I think that speaks to – like it's almost like the brand of Wisconsin volleyball is now becoming like an Alabama football brand
1: yeah, people want to see this team. Uh, absolutely. We, we, we kind of mentioned already, like that's yeah, they set four attendance records in road venues. So teams were trying to see this team play, and not only that, the one that the the big one, I guess, which is the regular season or record that they that they got vice serve against Marquette. That was technically a road match for Wisconsin, but I was there and about eighty percent of that stadium was was wearing red. So, I mean, when you think about that, I mean, this team, they just the support system that they have just everywhere is remarkable. And and the sport as a whole kind of uh, as the the, kind of the way that it's been growing. I mean, a lot of people are kind of in the boat that you are Ryan where they're kind of just starting to get into it a little bit and that's not a detriment to you in any, in any way. It's just kind of the way that the sport has been growing as a whole. I mean, they've been setting attendance records everywhere this year uh, and they're getting viewership records with the, with, uh, on TV. And I know we just said, we don't want to give Nebraska credit for too much, but they did do something really cool where they set a women's sporting, sporting event record with 93,000 people watching a volleyball match live at their football stadium. So it's just a testament to kind of not only this team, I guess, Wisconsin, but the volleyball as a whole is just exploding on a national level.
0: What is that game, uh, Wisconsin's traveling, the first match against Nebraska this year is a road game. They're going to, uh, to Nebraska. What is that environment going to be like? Because both these teams right now, it's one and two in the country, essentially. Um, they're, they're powerhouses. What is that environment going to be like when they go down to Nebraska?
1: Nebraska volleyball is always crazy, and they are going to be up for that match. If, if Twitter especially is any indication, um, they, are, they, they have been looking forward to that match years and they haven't beaten wisconsin in like four or five years so they think they're due and that first match is going to be at devaney and it's going to be crazy nebraska is gonna they, they, they are if they lose that match though they're gonna melt down i think over there too which is absolutely wild so they they want that match so badly and that crowd is always crazy and when you get into wisconsin in the building it, it's going to be even crazier so I, I'm really excited for that match, personally. It's I think in a couple weeks on Saturday, mm-hmm. uh, and it's gonna be it's gonna be wild.
0: Are you gonna be able to make that?
1: I don't think so. It's a road match, so it that that's tough. We don't really travel too much for for anything like that. But I'll definitely try to be at the one that is here at the Field House. But that is also kind of Thanksgiving weekend, so yeah. I, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see.
0: All right, we got to take a quick break with Anthony. This is this is awesome. Uh, we're coming back. We're gonna talk biggest win of the year. I think I know what he's gonna go there. Um, most important player on the team. And maybe if there's something he's thinks could trip this Wisconsin volleyball team up. We're going to talk about that next on Lockdown on Badges. But first, a quick break for our friends of the show. A quick second to say thank you to everybody tuning in. But first, uh, we do have to talk about our sponsors, our friends. The first one is LinkedIn. Uh, listen, Anthony would attest to this. Coach Sheffield would attest to this. You have to find the right pieces to put together the right championship teams. We've seen it in Madison with the volleyball team. LinkedIn helps you do that on the corporate side. Um, they have incredible tools to help screen out people who have no business coming into the interview process, have no business being there. And it's frankly, just don't waste anybody's time. That's what LinkedIn does. They they get rid of the time waste, connect you with the right people, at the right time for the right opportunities. And it's why small businesses continue to rank LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering hires compared to leading competitors. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster, post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash lockdown college. That's LinkedIn.com slash lockdown college to post your job for free terms and conditions do apply. Today's uh, show is also brought to you by our good friends over at FanDuel. FanDuel is America's number one sports book, fast, safe, secure, incredibly easy to use. I had, um, ah, I forgot to put it up here. I had somebody on Twitter tell me they're, they're putting their their FanDuel money on the Bucks, And I was like, no, 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 no. Phoenix Suns. Let's go. Ride with me on this one. Suns, Niners, Braves. Um, and if you want to get spicy, you want to add some Tabasco into your FanDuel bet, go Badgers to win the Big Ten title, too. It's not impossible here. You win that Ohio State game, I don't know. You don't even need to win the Ohio State game. You're going to get into the Indy because the West is terrible. So go to FanDuel right now. New customers get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That $200 in bonus bets win or lose, uh, it's a great time to do it. FanDuel, the official sports betting partner of the NFL. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season. Uh, let's get Anthony back in and continue this, this conversation here. Anthony, I mentioned before the, um, before I kind of let you go for the, the friends of the show, the sponsors, biggest win of the year. I think I know where you're going to go here, but I want you to kind of talk about it a little bit.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's definitely the road match at Florida. Um, that's probably what you were thinking. Yep. But, uh, yeah, Wisconsin, they got a reverse sweep there. Um, and it was really a tough, tough win. That good team showed so much grit. Obviously we can't talk about that win without acknowledging the fact that Florida did lose Alexis Stuckey, their all American setter in the middle of the second set. And they weren't the same after that, which is, you know, to be kind of expected, that's essentially the setter. um, That's your quarterback uh, in volleyball. And if you lose your quarterback in football, you kind of know that the team isn't really the same after that. If you don't have like five star after five star behind them, of course. But I mean, Florida, they had Kennedy Muff come in and, and she did okay, but, I mean, Wisconsin, they took, they took the match over after that, and you have to credit them. Even though Florida left, lost their setter, Wisconsin still went into a raucous road environment, one of those four record-setting environments that Wisconsin played in on the road and rattled off three straight sets. And no matter who you're playing against, that's a top three team that you just went in there and won three sets in a row on. So you have to give them credit for that, even though Florida may have lost their setter. You have to credit the Badgers for going in there. After dropping the first two sets, they easily could have just rolled over. But Kelly Sheffield and the whole team wouldn't let, wouldn't let that happen. And they went in there, and then they won the next three. And that, that takes grit, and this team has it in spades.
0: Well, and you mentioned um, the, the cohesiveness of the team. Like, it's, it's a great team. You, you continue to kind of use that togetherness, grittiness. I do want to ask you, we mentioned uh, some, some of the stars in, in previous years, Dan Recchi, for example. Who's is there a star on this team? Like, who's the biggest star on this team?
1: Uh, I would have to probably go with Devin Robinson as the as the best player on this team. Um, she's she's been there um, year after year uh, and produced that. Back to even when that national championship team was, uh, you know, what she was a part of that squad that won that team and a big part of it, and now she's gotten really way better as the as she's progressed here senior now um and on that right side she's been doing absolute work for for wisconsin so i'd say probably devin robinson would be the best player on this team
0: what about most important player does that does that change the equation for you i think we lost anthony no
1: sorry i the lights just went off in this room that i was on i don't i don't really know i was trying to get it back but that's okay um the most important player, uh, I would probably have to say it's Yulia Orzel. Um, Wisconsin's libero this year. Um, she's, just, she's just such a do-everything player for, for Wisconsin. And she was an outside for the past two years. She's a junior now and was able to step into this libero position. And really, she hasn't missed a beat. Uh, and it's been really impressive the things that she can do. Uh, defensively speaking, she's Wisconsin's best passer by far. And that's something that Wisconsin definitely needs. Uh, And she really, just defensively speaking, the fact that she is still able to be just as good and I feel like just as valuable as she was when she was patrolling the pins in these last couple of years, uh, including as a sixth rotation outside on the nanny-winning team in 2021, and to come in there, play a different position, and really be just as good, I think, has been really impressive. Plus, she offers so much depth at other positions if somebody else was to go down. So very important right there for Yulia Orzel.
0: And a veteran piece for sure. Um, I, I thought you may go Orzol so on this one. So I did a little prep uh, fifth in the big 10, 3.67 digs per set. Uh, fourth in the big 10 with 0.67 aces per set. If I had read this sentence two years ago, Anthony, this would have read Greek to me. I, I didn't know what a libero was. I didn't know what a dig Like I didn't know any of this. So I do want to throw it out there. Cause again, we, we got a lot of people who just are more football basketball centric and are getting into volleyball. What is a libero?
1: So Libero is just kind of that defensive specialist kind of player. They, they never hit, which is obviously adjustment for a player like Orzel. And they obviously, you know that it's them because they're wearing a different color jersey than uh, the rest of their team. And they, they're just really the best defensive player on the court. And if you think about it, kind of, they have a bunch of defensive responsibilities. Um, they're like the defensive quarterback, whoever like the, the, line, like the linebacker, safety whatever that's like calling the play sort of defensively think of it kind of like that where they're the most important player defensively on the floor like I think they get like a free substitution so that's kind of why you would just have that versus a kind of just regular defensive specialist coming in but I tell you what um it's it's just been it's kind of a position that's really made its way into kind of the international world of volleyball pretty recently I think and NCAA has had it for a while and It's just think of it like this for all the new new people out there. It's just pretty much the player on the, on the court. That's has the most defensive responsibilities. They don't hit at all. So generally they're the shorter players probably, um, but they just have tons of defensive responsibility and have to be the best defensive player on the, on the court.
0: That's a great explanation. Uh, I want to go here. We've we've talked about how good this team is, how they could potentially repeat what the 21 team did. What's something that could trip them up and maybe it's a minor
1: thing. Maybe we're picking nits here, but. Well, we talked, kind of talked about it, like the libero position, and but more specifically the back row defensive play for Wisconsin has been a little bit suspect this year, specifically the passing. Um, and that's essentially just the serve receive for, um, for kind of all the, the people who are just kind of new tuning in. Um, but off the surf, the first contact is the serve receive and that ball needs to be kind of in a position where the setter can get the ball, set it, and have as many offensive options as possible. You want to be able to have different options because that's kind of what kind of throws defenses off where if they only have one read, then the block can get set up and it's a lot harder to hit it through. The issue for Wisconsin this year is that they haven't been very good with that. Mm -hmm. So a lot of the times, where the serve comes in, they're either missing it entirely, and it's a service ace where they just kind of just don't get it, um, or the, the passes just aren't very good, and, and they're out of system, and the, the setter only has like one or two options, and the, and the other team's block can get set up. That's been a real issue for Wisconsin this year. Um, there are outside hitters who are really need to be trusted pieces in a kind of receiving pattern. Uh, Sarah Franklin and Temi Thomas-Elar have not been very good passing the ball which kind of has left a lot on Yulia Orzel to be Wisconsin's best passer and to cover a lot of court and then what what Kelly Sheffield has been doing recently is she's he as he's been subbing in uh Guchtikin who was Wisconsin's libero last year as a sort of defensive specialist to try to cover for some of those deficiencies that's something that got Wisconsin eliminated last year is that they couldn't pass and if and if they can't figure that out this year uh it might be the same fate
0: That's a great answer. And it's great insight. And this is, again, why I'm so stoked to Anthony on the show, because I think, once again, uh, with guests like him, we get smarter because we're able to listen to you. So I really appreciate that. Uh, Where can people find everything that you're working on and everything that you're doing?
1: So obviously, there's my Twitter down there at Anthony Winker 6. I also do some announcing for Big Ten Plus and WSUM where I'm the sports director. And then I also write uh, for the Badger Herald, mostly mostly hockey pieces for, for them. But yeah, that's that's everything that I do. So
0: love it, man. Um, any potential at possibly getting you back on the show at some point to talk more volleyball and or hockey?
1: Absolutely, yeah. I'd love to be back. Appreciate you cool. having me. No, man, it was great. Uh, I think we're sorry against- about the uh, the lights here. I don't know what happened here, but completely. I, was, I think they can still see me. So A
0: complete amateur move, unbelievable. Um, I know. No, it's all good, man. It is really, really grateful to have you on the show. Um, Obviously, volleyball is, I'm getting more into it and we hope to get more and more people into it and continue to spread the word of Wisconsin's dominant program right now, the women's volleyball team. So he is Anthony Winker. I'm Ryan Arons. Thank you so much for joining Lockdown Badgers. More content coming up both today and tomorrow. But uh, thank you again on Wisconsin and we'll talk later.